0: Let us pray. Living and loving God, you provide a wonderful feast for us so that we might be drawn deeper into relationship with you. As we reflect on your word, this manna from heaven, would you take my words and transform them into something that nourishes your people? We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. We all know the feeling, don't we, don't we? When a sudden pain strikes down here, when our bodies cry out for food. Sometimes we get hungry. We wake up in the morning and we need breakfast. Toward the middle of the day, it's time for a cup of tea and a spot of lunch. And when the darkness falls at the end of the day, we need our dinner. Each day, we experience all of us, this feeling of hunger. And knowing this feeling of hunger here can remind us of a greater hunger that we experience throughout life. We hunger for a sense of connection. We hunger to be filled with the presence of God. We hunger for justice. We thirst for righteousness. Hunger Hunger is a sign that something is absent. A sign that something is empty and needs to be filled. A sign that we need to be fed. We need to be fed. A physical journey requires good food to sustain us. And a spiritual journey requires something to sustain us along the way. Because sometimes, our journey of faith will be filled with abundance. It will be filled with joy. It will be a time of thankfulness, a time of feasting and celebration. But other times, we go through seasons that are long, seasons that are drawn out, where the terrain is difficult and the going is tough. We go through seasons that are marked by a particular hunger, and marked by this need to be sustained. And in these times of hunger, we have a chance to grow. In these times of hunger, it is an opportunity to discover more of who our God is, opportunity to find the empty places of life being attended to by our God, and to find our hunger being satisfied in new and unexpected ways the people of Israel knew a deep hunger on their journey they had experienced the joys of being set free they'd had the highs of being of leaving the land of Egypt with treasures and flocks and their people they experienced the wonder of God parting the seas and they basked in God's mighty victory over the Egyptians, and they sung songs of praises, and they celebrated. But now they were journeying through the desert, and they'd gone on and on through these deserts, and now they were feeling hunger. There was no food. They couldn't grow crops because they were on the move. They couldn't hunt because they were a multitude of people. And the hunger struck at their tummies. Like us, at the end of a hard day's work, they felt the need to eat and the need to be filled. But as they gave voice to this hunger, we see that there was a deeper hunger striking at them as well. They were early in their faith journey, despite the wonders they had seen, despite all that God had taught them, despite the stories of their ancestors. They had a deeper hunger. They were struck with doubt. They found their hearts empty. They found themselves unable to trust in God. There was a hunger within them, a hunger for God within them. It seems that there's a connection between the physical hunger and that deeper hunger. The physical hunger helped them to see the deeper hunger. The lack of bread made them question whether there was a God leading them. The conditions that they faced made it hard to trust in God. The things happening in front of them make it hard to trust God. And this is something that God's people have faced Throughout history. Remember Peter? He stepped out of the boat and began to walk on the raging seas. But as he looked about, he saw the wind and he saw the waves. And what was in front of him caused him to doubt, made him think that he was going to drown. In the same way, when Peter was arrested, he stood in the courtyard. But when Jesus was arrested, Peter stood in the courtyard, mindful of all the dangers around him and found himself unable to express his faith. All too often, when things get hard in the world and when things are difficult in our lives, it can lead us to question the faith that our lives are based on. It's normal in, for God's people to find that what is happening on the surface affects what is happening in our hearts. And in these strange times that we're living, with pandemics and politics and economics swirling round and dominating the news, and in a world where the church is changing and where everyone is ageing and we're faced with new challenges and new changes, we can all find ourselves asking questions all the time and often we don't get the answers that we're looking for. In these times we can wonder what's going to happen from day to day and week to week. We can find ourselves feeling tired, we can find ourselves feeling hungry and we can find ourselves complaining and feeling like everything is going mad. We can find ourselves feeling unsure And uncertain and wondering where God is in the midst of it all. Sometimes in the face of uncertainty and challenges, we can find ourselves complaining, grumbling and groaning. Our complaining is often us struggling to put into words the questions and the fears and the hunger That lies deep within us the physical hunger of the Israelites led them to ask questions about the faith the writer of Exodus describes the hungry Israelites as grumbling they begin to complain once again they are convinced that they're going to die why Moses did you bring us out to the wilderness to die why didn't we stay back there in Egypt eating the meat that Pharaoh gave us they grumble And they complain. We've got a little black cat with a white spot just here, and her name is Patch. And she stands at the door and meows. She refuses to use the cat door, she just stands at the door and meows and makes you get up and open the door for her. Five minutes later, she's at the door again, meowing. It's the same high-pitched, irritating meow to let you know that she wants to go back outside. The cat wants something, so it communicates. When it gets hungry, it meows. It's just as irritating, but it's a slightly different meow. It presses its head against your leg to let you know that it wants to be fed. It's a whingy sort of meow, It can't use words, it's limited, but it uses the different irritating settings in its meow to express its longings and its hunger that it feels. And it's the same if you've been a parent. You learn the different cries that your child makes. One means that they've got gas, another means that she wants a new nappy, and then there's that one particular cry that means that the child is hungry. A baby has no words, but it cries out and complains to express a longing within it. As the Israelites grumbled and complained in the wilderness, it was the grumbling and the complaining of a people who were still infants in their faith journey. It was the complaining of a people still learning that their God was trustworthy. They had experienced growth. They were beginning to trust God. They had learned that their God was mightier than the wise men of Egypt, mightier than Pharaoh, mightier than the chaos of the Red Sea, but they still didn't have all the language. They didn't have all of the trust. They were grumbling and they were about to learn another lesson as we journey through faith we always learn more lessons about who our god is we are always discovering anew how our god works how our god is present and how our god is doing things for us and providing for us even if we don't know anything about it the israelites grumbled and complained. Because it was the best language they had for communicating and for crying out and letting God know that things weren't right. They grumbled and complained because they were young in their faith. It was the grumbling and complaining of a people who were, who were yet to realise that their God was mighty and that their God was also a great, tender, caring provider. In this story, we learn that our God is a God who listens. Our God is a God who cares. Our God is a God who provides for us. The Israelites did not yet trust in God. In their hunger, in their physical hunger, their lack of trust in God bubbled to the surface. In their physical hunger is the Israelite fear of death bubbled to the surface and could not be pressed down. We see it again and again on the banks of the sea. We see it when Moses goes up the mountain to talk to God and their fear of abandonment rises to the surface. So they make a God out of gold. When people get hungry, they get cranky. When people get hungry, we find these things that are lying beneath, bubbling to the top. Our grumbling, our stress. In these times, the worst rises to the surface. Most of us aren't complainers most of the time. Most of us aren't grumblers and groaners all the time. But when things get hard, when things get hard, these broken things within us, rise to the surface. Do you find this? Do you find that when things get hard in life and you're faced with challenges, that the things that you lock up, the things that you would prefer to hide away, and the questions and the lingering doubts bubble to the surface? This passage teaches us that God understands what's going on for us in these places. It teaches us that God provides for us so that these hungers, so these brokennesses can be filled. Just like a cat owner gets up and feeds their cat, and just like a parent knows what the cry of a child is and can distinguish between the cry for a new nappy and a cry for a feed, God also understands us. God knows that we've been slaves to sin, that we live in a fallen world and that we are still learning to walk in the ways of life that he lays before us. Our brokenness that bubbles to the surface is us crying out that we have a need and God meets that need through endless love and grace. God heard the complaints and the grumblings and groanings of his people as they began their journey of following. God heard as they rejected him, as they complained and said they would prefer Pharaoh. God heard as they complained and accused God of leading them to death. God heard their complaints, but somehow, somehow their complaints became a prayer. Perhaps it was a prayer that they didn't even realize they were praying. Remember that the New Testament teaches us that Christ takes and perfects our offerings so that they're acceptable to the Father. The Spirit can take our worst complaints and translate what we are actually saying, that we're broken, that we need God's grace in our life. And this story reminds us and teaches us that our God is a God who responds with tenderness, with care, and with grace. God heard the complaint, understood the groaning and grumbling, just as a parent understands their child. And each morning, God provided bread for the journey. Each evening, God sent quail to strengthen the people. And through this, God is inviting them deeper into this journey, teaching them that he can be trusted. And God teaches them to put their lives in his hands. As we grow in our faith, we go through these different stages. As we grow in our faith, we find that in some parts of life, our faith can be very mature, and yet, in other parts, we can still be infants. As we go through a life of faith, we'll discover that there's times when we're in the wilderness and we're feeling very, very hungry. But we remember that we can journey through these places and go through the hard times and deal with these questions that bubble up within us because we are guided by the God who has journeyed through the wilderness ahead of us. Remember Jesus' journey in the wilderness. After passing through the waters, he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where there was no food, and he hungered. In the midst of this hungry wilderness place, Jesus was tempted. That hunger that lies within all of us and that bubbles to the surface in all of us and causes us to complain and to groan and to cry out, that same darkness confronted Jesus and suggested that the stones would become bread if Jesus simply commanded it. But Jesus could see the connection. He could see that connection between the physical hunger and the deeper hunger, the spiritual hunger that we all feel. Jesus' response teaches us how to get through these wilderness places. Jesus says, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. The physical hunger points to a deeper truth and to the deeper longing within us. Our hearts are restless until we meet with God, and it's God's word that fills and heals the deepest brokenness that we carry. Come, come all who are hungry, Isaiah 55 tells us. Come all who are thirsty, come, eat, and be filled. Why labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen to me, says the Lord. Listen to me and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear to me, says the Lord, so that your soul may live. The scriptures remind us again and again to come to our Lord, to receive his word and to be fed in our souls. The struggles that we face today bring forth the deeper hunger that lies within us. And in Christ, God has become the bread Which fills these hungers and frees us from the darkness and frees us from sin that hold us captive. Our deepest hungers are filled as God hears our complaints, as God hears our prayers, spoken and unspoken, and feeds us through the word and draws us forth in faith. Where do you hunger? What darkness bubbles to the surface when you're in wilderness places? What makes you cry out? What makes you complain and grumble? Be still and bring it to the Lord. And as God feeds you, may you find the same wonder on your lips that the Israelites found when they found the desert places filled with the glory of the Lord. As you find yourself in hungry places, may you turn your eyes to Jesus and find that God is feeding you, that God is guiding you and giving you all that you need. Let us join together and bring our hunger to our Lord. Let us pray. Living And loving God, our hearts are restless until they find you. Lord God, we journey through lives, being fed by you and experiencing hunger deep within us. In this time and in the silence, we bring our needs, we bring our longings and our hunger before you. We pray that by your Holy Spirit you would work, that you would draw near to us in Jesus Christ, and that, Heavenly Father, you would feed us. You would give us bread for the journey to sustain us on the way of following Jesus. We pray in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's continue to pray as we sing the hymn as the deer.